0: Hello, I'm Katie Manning and you're very lucky because you're listening to Gallifrey Public Radio. Enjoy! public radio a weekly podcast dedicated to positive enjoyment of doctor who we travel through classic and new episodes explore the extended universe and play a few games from time to time we do discuss news content that has been officially released and the occasional interesting rumor but we'll warn you before anything considered spoilers comes up Welcome to episode 488 of Gallifrey Public Radio, where we have unpacked, we have exhausted ourselves, but we are extremely pleased for the experience. My name is Keir, and uh, we are at our respective recording booths and uh, and home studios uh around the united states right now having returned from los angeles for the 33rd installment of gallifrey one it was a fantastic convention uh that i think uh just about everybody in attendance had an amazing time uh, and we're extremely pleased to see not only the talent assembled and the agenda and schedule that we all participated in but also just the overall return of so many friendly faces uh, being able to gather once again around this show that we love. Since we are all scattered uh, and traveling to make up for the time that we spent away from our various jobs and uh, educational institutions uh, during uh, this past weekend, we have uh, submitted a little bit of a, uh, a cornucopia of responses to how the weekend was for each of us individually, including one attendee that you may only hear from typically uh, in the final seconds of our GPR recordings here. So we'll get started by going around and getting everybody's individual takes.
1: There is something Really special about Gallifrey One um, being able to go back this year with the full uh, the the full amount of participants and everything uh, really kind of reminds me of of what this convention had always been. Uh, being able to see a lot of old friends and just being able to be around such a large group of houyans that can like pick out the the, the crazy, you know, obscure things that you're talking about and add to the conversation. You know, it's, it's really awesome. Uh, the, the lineup this year was nothing to sneeze at at all. Um, I mean, obviously being able to, to see Jodie Whitaker was, was really awesome. Get a picture with her and things like that. Um, she is just as energetic and just as mad as you would imagine she is. Uh, and it it was so great to be able to kind of spend that time with her. I wish that there had been more more time for her to have like one-on-one with fans and things like that. Even doing the uh you know like the the pictures and the autographs and things like that, it was very very quick, you know. They they had a system worked down and it was really well that you, know, you you rush in, you take your picture, you get your autograph and then you're moving on. You know, you have a chance to, you know, a couple words and things like that, but for the most part, you didn't really get a, a good interaction with her, unless you had uh, you know done like the the evening reception or something like that. Um, I didn't get to do those, so I'm not sure. But just the little bit of interaction that I did get with her was great, and the the panels with her were really freaking awesome too. Uh, but the most of the panels that I went to were were great in and of their own. Um, being able to to sit and listen to Chibnall do an interview, which I wish I understand why they didn't, but I wish there had been a little bit of, uh, uh, of stuff that was not so pre-prepared. It felt like a very canned interview, but that said, it was, it was nice to hear that one, we were correct that it was supposed to be 11 episodes for flux. They had that cut almost in half, you know, so there was something different. And then Chibnall admitting that that was not the story he wanted to tell, but it was either that or we weren't going to get any Doctor Who at all. So, given those two options, I, I'm, I'm glad we at least got Flux. I wish that I, I again, I wish that we had been able to see the whole story that he wanted to tell instead of this horribly truncated version that we got. Um, I I guess I can just hope for a, a target novelization or something in the future, but the uh the other panel panels i really enjoyed were uh getting to sit down with daniel anthony and actually like (laughs) interact with him a little bit because it was in one of the smaller rooms and there was a lot more interaction with him um talking about his time on sarah jane and things like that and i'm absolutely going to start the petition to get daniel anthony cast as miles morales in the mcu like that's just we're on that right that's everybody's on board with this good uh, also sitting in with, uh, Patrick O'Kane and Craig Ells and, uh, talking about their roles as Ashad and Carvinista, um, was really enjoyable getting to, to hear their side of it and, uh, hear the things that they went through to, to bring those roles to life. Um, that said, Patrick O'Kane just as terrifying in person though i mean he's a great guy like absolutely seemed like one of the sweetest guys but sitting there in the room i was like man this i I fully believe that this man could kill me and not change his facial expression at all (laughs) uh but it 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 was fun being able to sit and and have that that uh like listen to those stories and have those conversations and then just the the all-out camaraderie being able to hang out with a whole bunch of nerds and things like that there's this is one of the this is one of my favorite conventions for that reason because we all love Doctor Who. And while we may not agree on things and things like that, when Chibnall walked out on stage there was no booing, there was no hissing. Everyone was there because they loved this show. So it it didn't have that same kind of toxic mentality that that you might run into in other conventions. So I I think that this was a fantastic year loved pretty much everything about it. And I cannot wait to go back next year.
2: So another year, another galley in the books. One of the big things that I usually look forward to doing at galley is going to the science track, which tends to have a lot of people from JPL talking about space, um, which includes the rovers and the satellites and orbiters and all that kind of cool stuff. And unfortunately, just because of how the schedule was, I didn't get to do that this year. But I did get to go to pretty much all of the big tentpole panels and interviews that were on the schedule. Um, And that started with Chibnall's interview. We got to see a little bit behind the curtain about um, some of the factors that might have gone into making the Flux season the way it was, and really the entire run of his tenure as showrunner being what it turned out to be. And we learned that he tried to implement a writer's room, which, as we've discussed before, is an anomaly in British television. It tends to be very much a script is assigned to a writer, and that writer writes the script. So that was a thing that he tried to bring to the show. Another thing that we learned, which we had theorized about before, was that during the flux season, he had intended to have a much longer story, And just because of COVID and production restrictions at the time, it was either make a very truncated season of six episodes or not have a season of Doctor Who at all. So within that limitation, you know, what we got is what we got. Um, So I think it brought a little bit of understanding to what was going on during his run on the show. Um, Another one of the big events or panels that I got to go to was the live commentary for power of the Dalek or power of the doctor. Um, and that was Chris Chibnall, Janet Fielding and Sophie Aldred, along with a couple of the other folks on the production team. Um, and, you know, just commentaries like we've all done before and was fantastic. It was really a lot of fun to listen to them all talk about their experiences making that episode, which is probably the best episode of Chibnall's run on the show, I think. You know, as as far as it just being like really deeply Doctor Who and not something that felt different than Doctor Who. Um, and then last but certainly not least were Jody's panels. I managed to make it into both of hers, even though you're only supposed to go to one, but I only went to the second one because the room was not very full. So I was on my best behavior. And both of those were uh there were there were some parts of them that were the same. Um, and some parts that were different because it was different interviewers. And then they also had different surprises at the end of those interviews. So the first interview, um, with Jody, uh, Chris Chibnall came out at the end and they did, uh, you know, 10 or so minutes with the two of them together talking about the show and their experiences doing it. And then the second interview, the surprise at the end was Janet and Sophie came out, Janet Fielding and Sophie Aldred. And the three of them got to spend some time talking together about their experiences on the show. Um, So it was a a really great convention. Like all conventions, there was stuff I wanted to go to that I wasn't able to make it to, some stuff that I hadn't planned on going to that turned out to be a lot of fun. And the best part always is seeing the people that you haven't seen since the last galley. Even some of the people that I'm on this podcast with that I don't get to spend a lot of time with in person. It was great to give them all big in-person hugs and you know, meet some people that I hadn't met before. So highly recommend everybody attend Galley. Finances and time and PTO permitting, it's a great experience. I have
3: to say this year's con was an absolutely wonderful time. Personally, it was a nice way to get back into going to conventions the space is a great size, though I still can't find the stairs between the ballroom level and the lobby. Uh, someone can let me know about that one. <laughs> the guests were gracious as always, and of course, amazing kudos to the children's programming. We were able to spend a few panels as adults only, and most importantly, the young one absolutely loved his time in there. The photo line was very efficient, and... It was a wonderful way to get to meet Jodi and also share some of the excitement with that specific type of interaction with her, with not too many people in line, but very efficiently handled. We moved through very quickly and it was really nice. I always love the science panels. They are a great... Reminder of all of the great science that comes along with space, space travel and exploration, real stuff, as well as some of the science in fiction that we are all used to seeing, but we don't always think about what goes into that and that there are real scientists behind that information. One of the moments that I think will go down in the history books for Gallifrey one is when Colin Baker spilled his coffee on stage during an interview with Riley Silverman. I think she handled it with the utmost grace. And to be honest, it's one of the best interviews I've seen him with. He was very engaged and was willing to really have a conversation and pay close attention to the questions that were being asked. I think that The interview style and the attention paid to detail and responses to his answers was just fantastic and would love to see more of those kind of interactive question and answer panels for sure. One of the most emotional and touching panels was Daniel Anthony talking about his time on Sarah Jane Adventures, some of the antics they got up to, and how meaningful it was for him to be able to be a part of such a great show and interact with the actors Hearing that they still keep in touch was very fun to know, and also hearing some of his hopeful plans for the future, I think he would absolutely make a wonderful Miles Morales Spider-Man. I'm ready to sign any sort of fan petition that someone gets going because I think that's a perfect match. The food truck selections this year were fabulous. We were able to find something different each day and even with a limited diet with like ours with being vegan and also having some food allergies, they were very accommodating, delicious meals, kept us going through the rest of the convention. I will say I didn't do too much of the after hours type of stuff, but it was really great to get to see people that we hadn't seen in a few years in the lobby or milling about at some of those later evening panels. All in all, I would highly recommend Gallifrey One. It is a wonderful convention. It's a great time to get to see all of your friends, people who share similar interests. It's one of those things where you get off the shuttle from the airport, and you forget what it's like to be around nerds that all have the same interests as you until you're there. And then you really feel like you're home. So we'll definitely see you next year, Gallifrey.
0: Well, this week, I have the pleasure of being able to speak with someone who had a first-hand account of their Gallifrey One experience from a slightly closer to the ground perspective. Can you share your name with us, please?
4: Jacob Reese Hansen.
0: All right, Jacob Reese Hansen. You got a chance uh, last weekend to get on a plane and fly out where?
4: Los Angeles, California.
0: Excellent. And you came with us to, the, to Gallifrey 1 to have all the experiences out there, which was a load of fun. Of all the things that we were planning to do that weekend, the first thing we had to do when we got there was what? Get our badges. Yeah, everybody had to wear badges. Very important. And not only wearing badges, everybody else was also wearing...
4: Masks. Yeah, to
0: keep everybody safe. And they did an excellent job of doing that. The, the mask protocols were, were very solid all through the weekend. So we got our badges, and we had the whole weekend to be able to do activities. What was the absolute favorite thing that you got to do all weekend?
4: Make Sonic screwdrivers.
0: whoa, you made Sonic screwdrivers. Yeah, that was one of the kids' activities. Yeah, super cool. How did you make them?
4: I used one pencil. Well, I made three Sonic screwdrivers, so three pencils.
0: Okay. what go- what went around the pencils to make them into Sonic screwdrivers?
4: I used model magic.
0: okay. Which is gray, right? So did that mean that all of your sonic screwdrivers turned out gray?
4: No. The model magic is white.
0: Oh, it's white. Okay, so you made three white sonic screwdrivers then.
4: No, because oh. I used markers oh. to color the, the model magic. And even a few marbles.
0: What were the marbles supposed to be?
4: The lights for the sonic to shoot.
0: Oh, excellent. Very cool. So this sounds like one of the activities that they had in the kids' craft room. You got to do a bunch of crafts in there, didn't you?
4: Yeah, I even made a Dalek.
0: No way. What did you use to make a Dalek out of?
4: I used one red cup.
0: Oh, red plastic cups. Cool. That's a pretty smart idea. And then Mm -hmm.
4: I put some stickers on it. (laughs) Okay. Lots of stickers. Yeah,
0: I think Daleks need more stickers. That's clearly what they're missing. Maybe they'd have better attitudes if they were covered in stickers.
4: No, they won't. Daleks are not covered in stickers. So did all you know those bumps on Daleks that mm-hmm. are usually a color? Yeah. I use different color big stickers and different colors, and I put the stickers on the cup.
0: So, you got to do crafts in the kids' room, which is a great thing that they had for, for little people at the convention. But you also got a chance to do all of the other regular convention stuff, too. We went to panels.
4: My favorite panel was the Sarah Jane.
0: Oh, the, that...
4: the panel, the only panel that was my favorite that was not including the 13th Doctor panel.
0: Right, so you definitely, yeah, we liked the Sarah Jane panel where we had all the people who had a chance to work with Elizabeth Sladen on the Sarah Jane Adventures.
4: My favorite one there was Clyde.
0: Yeah, you got to see you got a chance to to see the actor who played Clyde Langley. Very, very cool. And you saw Katie Manning up there, and you don't remember Katie Manning, but Katie remembers you because she met you at the l i Who convention when you were very, very small. She tends to collect babies. And puppies. Hmm. But speaking of the 13th Doctor, who was there that weekend, you got a special experience with Jodie Whittaker, right? I got to take
4: a picture with her, and the day before the convention was over, I got to go to a panel and saw Jodie.
0: Yeah. She seemed very, very happy to be there, huh?
4: Yeah, and many people... We're cosplaying as the 13th Doctor.
0: Including you.
4: Yeah, only not on that day.
0: Right. Yeah, they had a lot of people cosplaying each day as the 13th Doctor, but you wore your cosplay on the day you got to take a picture with her.
4: Yeah, so I wore the rest of the things that she wears. Okay. She just wore the coat.
0: Yeah, that great coat that everybody recognizes. That was a very cool experience. You seemed very very happy to meet her in the picture. I kind of was too. But yeah. So it sounds like you had a pretty good time at Gallifrey 133. Yeah. You feel like going next year? Yes. Okay. Who do you think is going to be the big star to show up at next year's Gallifrey 1?
4: The 11.
0: Oh, you think so, huh? Well, that's a possibility. He has never been to Gallifrey One, and I think he would make a very, very big headline if they announced that Matt Smith was coming to Gallifrey One in 2024. But that's, that's, that's our six-year-old prediction, ladies and gentlemen, so um, we will see whether or not that holds true. Jacob, thank you so much for sharing your Gallifrey One experience with me today.
4: Thank you.
0: <laughs> and we'll talk soon.
4: Bye-bye. See you soon.
0: So as you can see from the entire crew, a great time was had by all. And we really appreciate all the effort that uh, Sean Lyon and all the team of amazing volunteers at the convention have done for us as attendees, uh, as guests, uh, and as lifelong fans of this program that they support so well. So that is it for us from uh, our respective studios. Uh, This has been episode 488 of Gallifrey Public Radio. We will be joining you uh, on our next episode to resume our, well, our our temporarily suspended (laughs) programming schedule that got thrown as we started scrambling to get ourselves packed for this event. We had promised quite a few episodes back that we were going to resume our Sarah Jane Adventures rewatch. Speaking of Sarah Jane and those uh, excellent panels we had, uh, we will be finishing up Series 2 with the final story of that season, Enemy of the Bane, uh, and the very welcome appearance by Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart. But hey, a couple of our panel don't actually know that (laughs) we're going to let them experience it for the first time. So that's it. Uh, this is Keir saying, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for, for seeing us out there. And,
1: uh, is it February yet? Cheers. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Gallifrey public radio. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or just send us a good old-fashioned email to feedback at GallifreyPublicRadio.com. You can also give us a phone call at 754-225-5477. That's 754-CALL-GPR, and you may hear your voice on a future episode of the show. Everything's got to end sometime, otherwise nothing would ever get started. Join us next week for a brand new episode.
4: jacob hanson gallifrey public radio is copyright 2023 we'll see you next time